What's up, my fellow writers, or anyone else who stumbled upon this podcast? I'm Danny, a teen writer trying to publish before college. Come with me on a podcast full of a journey of advice, real-life writer talk, and just a little chaos here and there. This is The Writer's Path. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 3, Season 2 of The Writer's Path. It's Danny again, and today I'm going to talk about something that... I've been experiencing a lot recently, and I want to see if anyone else can relate to this idea, this phenomenon, I guess. The idea of a writing withdrawal symptoms. So if I haven't said anything by now, which I don't think I have, I am on a big break from writing for 30 days until I get my manuscript back from a beta reader service that has been so wonderful called The Spun Yarn. So while I'm waiting for the manuscript to come back, I've almost feel like I've lost something dear to me, like almost something has died or if, like something has left for so long. Like I wake up in the morning, I don't know what to do. Like I have things I could be doing, but it feels like I've done nothing since I'm not writing. And I don't know if other authors who write a lot have experienced this or if it's just me because this is like the one thing I do every day because it's like my one big passion and I'm so passionate about it. But it's it's really almost taken a toll on me. Like I'm really just like waiting, like dying for to get this manuscript back. I'm thinking about it constantly. I'll talk to y'all very earnestly about it and I want to talk to y'all maybe about some things that could combat it. So what's been working for me is that I do have another writing project, though it's definitely a less priority writing project. It's my poetry collection, now titled The End of You and Me. So that I'm trying to self-publish. And let me tell you, indie authors, how do you do it? I have barely begun the process of self-publishing this book and I am already done. I'm like, this is not happening. I can't do this because I hate marketing. I hate formatting and design. I just, I, I hate all of that. I like writing. I like editing. I like putting it in a document. That's it. Like, I don't like anything else that comes with making a book. Like, can somebody else do that, please? Can somebody else just, like, fix it? I mean, the only other thing I've had fun with is kind of designing a cover because I designed an ish cover for this poetry collection and I kind of like it but I know it's not in the right dimensions. I haven't done a back cover. Then I'm scared of like, you know, spending a ton of money and then not it going anywhere. And then my Instagram following is super small. I can barely hold on to 179 followers and I'm just dying over here. I'm like, is this even worth it? So all of you indie authors, y'all are wonderful. Y'all are great people. Y'all do the impossible. You do the work of like 15 people. Just wanted to say that. Anyway, so that's been one way I've been combating my writer withdrawal symptoms. Number two is this this podcast. I mean, this podcast is really small right now, but it definitely takes a lot of time. Also, shout out to the podcasters who make a podcast sound really professional. I've literally just gotten a new mic. It's very small, but it's a step up from what I had before. I'm trying very hard to make it somewhat professionally sounding, but it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work a lot of times. And the reason I wanted to start a podcast is because I am the kind of person who talks to myself a lot. 
I have a lot of thoughts and no one wants to hear them because they're just incoherent ramblings. So I thought, let's find some people who might listen to some coherent ramblings. So here I am making this podcast for you all. So this is why I come on here and talk about these things because some, you know, if you don't share them, no one's going to feel connected with. No one's going to feel like they know what they're doing. So we all know what we're doing. Even if we don't, we all got this. We can figure it out. So what else have I been doing? Reading. I've been reading a lot more. That's probably the one thing I do like about being on a writing break. I can read a hell of a lot more. When I'm writing, I probably take about a week and a half to finish one book. Now I've finished like a book every three or four days. Right now I'm reading Our Violent Ends by Chloe Gong, which I'm really kind of reading it just because I read the first one and I want to know how it ends because I feel like I have done nothing if I say I don't haven't read this book. But I'm not a huge fan of it right now. I just, I don't know what it is. It's a great premise. The premise is just marketing gold. It's historical fiction retelling gold. Like, I'm like, why did I not think of this? Now I'm like trying to think, what if I adapt a different Shakespeare in a different time period? I'm not going to copy her, of course, because that's just rude. But you know what I mean? The characters are great. I just don't know what it is about the book, but I just can't buy into it. I'm not a fan of the novel. I think it's the writing. I think it's the writing, and I don't know why it's the writing, but it is for some reason. Cannot really put my finger on it. But it's almost as if, you know how writing, like, it gets, like, really deep? I don't know how to explain it, but it gets, like, really just deep in there. This one doesn't. It almost seems like surface writing. I don't understand those terms. I don't understand really what they mean, but that's the only way I can explain it. I've heard other people who've said the same thing about it. I don't know if it's just, like, lack of experience or if it's... I mean, who can I say for lack of experience? I'm 16 years old and I, you know, haven't published shit. You know, this girl graduated from what you pen. She's brilliant. I mean, yay for her for having two novels out, almost three, because I know she's publishing her other novel. I think it's an adult foul lady fortune. And I think I'm going to buy it because I'm interested to see if her writing's grown at all. And I love that it's set kind of in the same period. I think it's still in Shanghai, but it's a different time period. I'm not 100% sure. I don't even know. Her TikTok is also very entertaining, so go watch Chloe Gong's TikTok. I just don't know what it is. I almost feel like it's my fault. I almost feel like, why can't I buy into it? I'm like, what is wrong with me that I don't like these books? Anyway, so that's taking me a long time to get through. I had to read a lot of classical novels for a program I'm doing over the summer through a university. And those have been a trip and a half. I had to read... Persuasion, Macbeth, Canterbury Tales, and Paradise Lost. Okay, Persuasion was wonderful. It's Austin. That's my second favorite Austin now behind Pride and Prejudice. I've only read, that's my fourth Austin I've read. I know I need to read more. I mean, there's only like, how many books did she write? She's only written like six books. I think the only two I haven't read are Mansfield Park and Northanger Abbey. So I only need to read two more. But out of six, I've read four. and And my favorite is... Pride and Prejudice, and then Persuasion, and it's a tie between Emma and Sense and Sensibility for the third book. Probably Sense and Sensibility is my third favorite because I hated Emma as a character because I thought she was a whiny brat, and isn't she 13 in the book, and that's just too big of an age gap for me, but whatever. I need to reread Sense and Sensibility anyway because I was way too young when I read that book. I didn't understand a word of it, 
that's my Austin ranking that no one want, no one asked for. Oi, this is like going off the rails. Just if just listen to this while you're writing or editing or doing something or cleaning your garage. Just just listen to my ramblings. So classic novels. I'd read Persuasion. Wonderful. Macbeth. Pretty easy. I read the Spark Notes. I was able to use that for the essay I had to write. Manageable. Oh, and I had to read the works of Winston Churchill, which were wonderful. Easy. Great. We love some good patriotism now and then. Whatever. And then it came to Canterbury and Paradise Lost. Canterbury was a trip. Okay, I had to read the general prologue and the knight's tale. General prologue was whatever. I kind of skimmed it. It's just going through each person who's on this pilgrimage to Canterbury. Because what it is, it's like a picture of medieval lives. It's like these 15 or 12 different roles of people and what they do in their life. And they're all going to this on this religious pilgrimage to Canterbury because they're all Protestant, Anglican. I don't think they're Catholic. And then each one of them tells a tale for a like storytelling competition while they're on the way. Because it's the 12th century. They don't have phones. What else are they going to do? So the knight's tale goes first. And it was a really weird tale. It was like these two dudes who are somehow in jail. And then they see this princess outside the jail. Immediately fall in love with her. Both of them. And then they have some issue between them. One of them breaks out of the jail and then goes and like betters himself. No, no, he doesn't better himself. The one who breaks out of jail goes and pretends to be someone else to get the princess's attention and then breaks the other one out of jail and then they both reveal who they are and then the king gives them a year to like better themselves and then they're going to come back and they're going to duel for this girl's hand, right? And then the crazy thing is they duel. One wins and then that one who won fell off his horse right after the competition. Like after he was announced to be the winner. Literally fell off his horse and got some kind of internal concussion, bleeding, whatever. And he ends up dying. And then the best friend who lost gets the girl. What? I was, it was just not what I was expecting from Canterbury Tales. I was actually a little bit intrigued. I was like... I kind of kind of keep reading to see what's going on here. It was just, it was a lot. And Paradise Lost, as a Catholic, just read Genesis. Paradise Lost is not necessary. If you want the main point, just go read Genesis. Paradise Lost felt like Genesis fan fiction, where the author of Paradise Lost read Genesis, wasn't happy with it, and then decided to make his own version of Genesis that was rooted in the theology of Genesis. Oi, just go read Genesis. That's all I have to say. I've also had to do some SAT prep because I'm taking the SAT on June 4th, which has also not been fun at all. Yeah, so that's just a little bit about where I am mentally, physically, socially, emotionally right now in life. I can't wait to get my manuscript back. That's all I have to say at the end of this. I just, I need it back because I can't even make a revision plan until I know what these people say is the problem with the book. And then I'm going to form a revision plan after that. And then literally less than a week after I get the manuscript back, I have, I'm going to Europe. So I'm going to have like seven days to make a base revision plan and maybe get one chapter of edits done before I'm going to Europe. And then I don't come back until like July 2nd. So Yeah. So that's my life right now. So I'm trying, I'm currently filming this on May 30th and it will come out in the middle of June. 
so just I've was uh, I'm pre-recording these and then they're gonna come out in the middle of June so if you hear this anywhere in June after June 12th I'm in Europe so thanks for listening to about 15 minutes of my rambling and nothing else I just want to say if you if you're listening to this and you're not a writer just gonna let you know it is a mind altering life changing kind of profession because you're coming up with all this crap from your head and you get so emotionally and almost physically invested in the book to where that it just takes over your life like I got to a point where I didn't I was putting aside schoolwork and studying to write like I stopped caring about school and would just write for hours didn't give a crap and then my grain started slipping and then I had to fix it but whatever it's just it's mentally demanding emotionally exhausting and then you just get up the next morning and you want to do even more of it it's crazy it, it takes over your entire psyche to a point of obsession where I've had, to, I've had to step back and say what is more important right now my book or like something else that's actually important if you're thinking about writing a book just letting you know it will take over your life but it's been almost the most rewarding thing i've ever done and I really, really hope I, if I ever start, when we're manifesting this, when I start a career in the author field, I know it's just going to be great and I'm so excited and I really just want that to succeed. I really, really do. So thank you guys for listening to now 15 minutes and 30 seconds of Danny's rambling. Have a great day, guys. And feel free to send me a DM if you want an actually structured advice episode and not just Danny losing her mind. Thank you guys. Bye.